two sextras. Where we talk about sex and all the extras. I'm Honey, and my personality type is ENFPA, the campaigner. The campaigner, and yeah. what does that mean? It means I'm extroverted, apparently, intuitive, and imaginative, feeling, apparently, <laughs> and perspective, and A, I can't remember what the You A are is. perspective. Yeah, I don't really know what that means. Okay. <laughs> it means I'm the most imaginative personality type, apparently. Oh. Which is surprising. But That's also great. not. I feel like I am quite imaginative in my head. Mm. I mean, obviously. <laughs> like, where else? <laughs> so, yeah. That's my cool fact. Mm-hmm. So cool. Oh. <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is, it is. I'm Maria, and my fun fact this week is that I hate fizzy drinks. <laughs> I don't like Coke or, like, Sprite, those those things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, I just don't. I don't like, oh, also, like, fizzy water, disgusting. Like, anyone that likes that is just I wrong. Like fizzy water. Yeah, it just tastes bad. <laughs> like, why are you doing that to water? I don't like the carbonation, I think, and also just the taste of fizzy drinks. I tend to find them, like, really not good. I really like the carbonation. I love like <laughs> that like it's mm, such a that, good carbonation. Mm, that carbonation. That <laughs> carbonation. Oh yeah. god. I mean so, besides yeah. carbonation though. We um <laughs> we do want to talk about arguing and like conflict and caring in conflict and yeah all things to do with this i mean it sounds a bit complicated or like i don't know like what what does that even mean i guess but i don't know we just kind of want to talk about arguing and like the kinds of ways people argue and Mm. things that we've encountered in arguing and like the way we argue and things like that because we just thought it'd be quite interesting yeah we were gonna make this episode about caring as a concept but it got a bit too conceptual (laughs) so we were like like it was a bit philosophical (laughs) so this is the next best thing first we're going to start with segment oh yeah of course of Of course course. (laughs) of course how could we forget (laughs) first we asked what are you like in an argument to our instagram followers go follow us at sextras podcast Mm -hmm. if you haven't already (laughs) Yeah, so we asked, what are you like in an argument? Sorry, just to reiterate the question. And first answer, a winner. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there shouldn't really be that approach, but, you know, we'll get into that. <laughs> we are going to break it down <laughs> a bit more. Like, I've analysed this person. <laughs> But I mean, ultimately, that is what you want to be, a winner. I feel like it's okay to think that secretly, but I don't think anyone should admit that that's why they're arguing. <laughs> I mean, not why, but ultimately, that is what you want to you wanna win at the end. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's complicated, because if it's, like, trivial things, then, yeah, you want to be right. Like, who doesn't want to be right? You know, if you'll argue your point. But if it's, like a problem with the relationship that you're arguing about do you want to be the winner not really like it's about meeting in the middle 
I guess. Lives. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay, the next one. Raising my voice, but in a relationship, I don't argue. Okay, interesting again. I feel like this has its faults as well. <laughs> this is a very like controversial issue in arguing, I feel, because well, obviously we'll get into it later, but I personally raise my voice and that's just me expressing my anger but I know a lot of people don't like that and they think it's like super aggressive and I do think you have to like be wary of that but again it's just how I'm expressing my anger so Mm. like I can't really you know like I'm not gonna throw something at them or like hit them I'm just gonna raise my voice yeah that's all it is yeah I mean I think also it's kind of interesting that she was well sorry that they were like I raise my voice but in a relationship I don't argue kind of like implying like there's like with different people you argue differently you know what I mean or like you avoid conflict I don't know for instance like maybe in a romantic relationship rather than in like your family or Mm. your friends you know yeah I mean I feel like I don't really argue with anyone except in a romantic relationship that's a whole attachment style thing that <laughs> is for another conversation <laughs> I feel yeah yeah um no but I get what you're saying about the raising your voice I think obviously like anger has to be expressed in some kind of way and it tends mm. to be in that I think sometimes it can go a bit too far but I do get where it com- I don't know I don't think that it can be that it's problematic all the time I think yeah. that you know everything in excess is bad but <laughs> yeah like if raising, raising your, your voice, voice bit... about everything then it's like a bit unnecessary but you know if it is an argument and you are angry I think it's just like a natural expression of mm. that anger and like I'm not gonna like stand there and scream like <laughs> ah! but like yeah I just get heated and then that's how you express it and I know that some people are like like for example my ex really didn't like that I raised my voice because of his like past experience with arguing in relationships Mm. and that it just like would antagonize it would be like a cycle where they'd like antagonize each other not to like expose his relationship history but you know what I mean and yeah I can get that it's like triggering in that way and it can be super toxic but I also am really bad at like saying how I feel so then when I do take that leap to say how I feel, then I feel like if I'm not being heard, then I will shout because that's like a way for me to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, is obviously no, I get like what you're not saying. what I want to be at. Like that's not <laughs> the level I want to be at because you want to always be heard. But if that's where you get pushed to, mm. then yeah. 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 I get what you're saying. Not to go back to the like with different people, you argue differently, mm. but. I don't know, just kind of thinking, like, this whole, like, shouting and stuff. I only really see myself doing that with, like... Like, I would never do that with a boyfriend, I don't think, or, like, with someone that I'm dating or in a relationship with. But, like, and I think... Yeah, and I think... I don't know, I think that, that, like... that It's not everyone, because I know not everyone is like that. But what the person was saying is, like, that they don't... We missed a bit. Um, I'll just add the second bit they were saying but in a relationship I don't argue I just cry and have a really calm talk okay, um, okay. so as in like I feel like it is kind of still arguing because like 
that's kind of how I see it as well. Like we are arguing and we are like discussing something. But I think when you say arguing, you think about like having a fight and like yeah. you're screaming at each other when I, I think like in relationships a lot of the time or even not in relationships, like arguing sometimes can look like just like a calm, sad conversation. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 I get you. But I also think that it comes down to attachment styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also not to like... <laughs> me and Maria realized recently that like we kind of approach planning the podcast episodes like how we would plan an essay (laughs) and because our a-level English teacher told us like you can get away with anything in an essay as long as you define the concepts every time we're like talking about something I'm like okay we need to define the concept so in that light I feel like (laughs) we should define what arguing is (laughs) because for me arguing is like just conflict like it's not necessarily like you're shouting but like things are being thrown it's literally just like there's a disagreement and there's conflict and you're trying to work through it whether that's through like crying and having a conversation or like I don't think even an argument necessarily has to be two people involved like if that makes sense like I think if you feel like there's something wrong and there's like conflict and you're thinking about it that whether consciously or unconsciously will affect how you then treat the other person and Mm. then the other person can recognize that the dynamics off so Mm. then it's like are we in an argument like there's conflict like I do think conflict and arguing is different but I still think that okay. is very linked. Yeah, I see what you mean. So you're seeing arguing as more of a like a state kind of thing. Yeah, almost. a state, a state. Like okay, okay, yeah. Rather I get than what like you're a saying. verb. Mm, I get what you're saying. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean I think we're we're gonna talk about it in both ways. Yeah. Like we'll kinda of point will, to what yeah. we're saying. <laughs> 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 it is kinda of interesting how with romantic partners or I don't know, sometimes in certain fights, you kind of tend to go a bit more, like, emotional. Mm. And then in certain fights, it's more like... I guess it's just, like, depending on where it's, like, the like arguing the state coming from. Like, from anger or from, like, insecurity or from yeah. hurt. Like, yeah. It is really interesting because the way that I would argue... I mean, I don't really argue with my mom ever. Like, maybe we'll have, like, a tiny little disagreement and it will last, like, two seconds. One of us will make a mean comment and then an hour later it's fine. But I feel like that's just natural to, like, family dynamics. Mm. Whereas with people you're dating, because the stakes are so high, Mm. then that's why it's, like, so intense and there's all these different states of arguing. Mm. I don't know. I hate, I fucking hate arguing. (laughs) I'm just thinking about it and I'm like, wow, thank God I'm not in a relationship. (laughs) I hate arguing. Yeah, it's so shit. Okay, well, let's get more into that concept later. (laughs) (laughs) What's the next one? The next one is I cry. Okay. Yeah, kind of going back to the crying. Again, like a natural response, I feel. Mm. My ex would cry a lot if we were arguing or we were having a disagreement about something. Or even if there was just like negative energy, you know? (laughs) Whereas I raised my voice. And I was thinking, I, like, obviously wouldn't get mad at him for crying, but he would get mad at me for raising my voice. But it's, like, those are just very... Oh, true. I get, yeah. 
like visceral responses to the same problem and I feel like it's easy to look at both raising your voice and crying as like an annoying response to a disagreement like from the other side Mm. which again we are going to get into later like how we view other people when we're arguing (laughs) so yeah I feel like we should just normalize whatever's your natural response is yeah fine but but I guess like I don't know shouting and raising your voice is more like directed at you whereas like you could argue that crying isn't like it's not personally Mm. attacking you you know it has nothing like not that it has nothing to do with you because I guess it's kind of personally attacking you in a manipulative like if it has potential for doing so in a manipulative way like I was like um am I just exposing my like emotional baggage (laughs) by saying that I feel like crying can be yeah very no I get what you mean yeah but it's more like in a way that makes them the victims who are making them look like the ones who are right and you're the one who's wrong yeah no I do get what you mean but because you made them cry so you're the evil one and then once they cry yeah yeah do anything yeah that's true and but equally like the shouting immediately makes you the evil one you know crying makes you the victim shouting makes you the evil one immediately even though that you could argue that they're just like natural responses to conflict yeah i mean i'm not gonna like shout at someone like go out of my way to be like now i'm gonna shout at you (laughs) like it is just very much you annoy me i'm like oh my god (laughs) like that's just how i respond straight away rather than it's like premeditated but I do get that both can be used in like a premeditated or like manipulative way to make people feel worse in the situation. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. The last one for this bit of the segment is I think this person is trying to say what they're like in an argument is they develop new thoughts, which I am taking to mean like they try to see the other person's perspective and like oh i see see both sides Mm. which again we will get into (laughs) is a key component of what we have identified as an arguing style (laughs) (laughs) yes this is our thesis for argument styles guys and we're gonna publish our psychological (laughs) analysis of relationships in the next psychology journal yeah (laughs) I feel like we need to have a disclaimer at the start of our episodes <laughs> being like, we may be presenting our opinion as fact. <laughs> Please don't take this to, <laughs> to mean we are experts. We're not professionals. <laughs> Please don't take us at fucking 11 o'clock at night on FaceTime. Like, okay, what are the arguing styles? <laughs> uh, okay, should we move on to our second question? Yeah. Which is, what are your argument pet peeves, i.e. things you don't like that people do in arguments? Okay. So the first answer is people who literally don't listen and keep arguing for the sake of being right. Yeah. So annoying. I think this might be the worst kind of arguer. Oh my god, it's so... (laughs) (laughs) It happens all the time. Like, at least maybe I think it happens all the time because, like... I have I'm thinking of people in my life that do it a lot yeah Yeah, I mean again a key component of arguing I feel is what are you trying to achieve in the argument and like 
what is the end goal? Mm. And to me, it should always be like compromise or like meeting in the middle, which I know might seem antithetical to the thing I said about me raising my voice. (sighs) But I don't think I use, I'm not like talking over them. Like I will still listen to their perspective and I'm not like, oh, I'm not going to listen to what you say. Leave me alone. I'm like just expressing how I feel and then one day say how they feel. I'm like, okay. Mm. Yeah, but you know, when you're like arguing with someone or whatever, and I don't know if it's whether they just genuinely believe they're right and you genuinely know that they're not, or like whether they are just arguing even though they know they're wrong. You know what I mean? Like, but you know that no matter what you say, it's like it doesn't matter because Mm -hmm. they they just decided that that's the way it is. And it's like, so there's no point in the conversation and it's almost like they basically just want to keep talking about their point of view yeah and it's like it's so fucking frustrating i'm just like literally shut up i i don't care i don't care yeah there's just not even any point i wouldn't engage with them at that point like if Mm. i ever enter into an argument and i'm like i know you've already decided or even any conversation like just a casual conversation and i'm like i know you've already decided on what you think then I'm like why am I even here like there's literally no point in me being here Mm. I think it's like goes the same way for like political stances and stuff like you can have a conversation with people and like try and convince them otherwise but if you start the conversation with them and you're like I know for a fact you've already made up your mind and like it's not going to change what is the point in you even trying to convince them otherwise like you're not going to be the exception to that Mm. get what I mean and I feel like that's kind of applicable some political theory thrown in (laughs) the mix of all (laughs) these okay next one when they act like you're dumb or act really patronising ugh when they're like oh let me explain it to you (laughs) what not to expose my boyfriend but i feel like he can do this so much and like well yeah he's a man (laughs) (laughs) so true (laughs) but it's so fucking annoying it's just like why are you acting like my feelings are really dumb or like i shouldn't be saying what i'm saying or feeling the way i'm feeling because it's like silly or Mm -hmm. petty or whatever i don't know i feel like i get that so much and i feel like so much is in my head but i feel like that comes from the way that you argue with people like i think if people show you that that's kind of like what they're gonna do and make you feel then it's like then you don't want to bring those things up and then it becomes like a a self-fulfilling prophecy almost kind of thing yeah yeah a cycle i kind of hate I mean, I just hate patronising people in general. I hate it. And it's like, I do kind of get how it can get to that point in an argument because, as we will get into again later, like, sometimes you do just genuinely think you're right and, like, you can rationalise everything. Mm. But to the other person, they're, like, very much conflicted and they have all these feelings. And you might have feelings too, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) One person is completely just, like, emotionless. But yeah like you you can rationalize everything away whereas they feel very vulnerable and emotional Mm. and you can think in your head oh but you know I don't get why they're sad and it can be hard for you to like empathize with them in that moment but that's never an excuse to like 
be like oh you're crying or like why are you crying that's so I mean I'm not saying that's like what people do necessarily I'm just exaggerating like that's so stupid that you feel that way or like oh no but it's not like that because it's like yeah that's how they feel in that moment you you're not like who are you to tell them that they shouldn't feel that way because they're already feeling that way Mm, yeah (laughs) so yeah or even when like I don't know you'll be having an argument and they'll just be like oh like are you dumb like that's obviously not you know what I mean and it's like that can that can happen like all the time and like I mean it sounds like out of context it sounds really like mean but people say that all the time you know when you're like having arguments about things and like that I feel like that shit hits a bit hard I feel like there's no need to like stop being like oh you're so dumb like are you dumb kind of thing it's like okay I just you know I made a mistake yeah or not even like when when you're not even being dumb they're the ones that are being dumb it's so annoying you just want to punch them in the face because also it's like when people start throwing that kind of shit it's like when they just like don't have anything else to say and you're like Mm -hmm. oh i just want to hit you yeah that's true once me and my ex had an argument about tablespoons (laughs) (laughs) and he was like are you dumb like that's not a tablespoon and i was like I know for a fact that this is a tablespoon. This is a dessert spoon. (laughs) And you're wrong. (laughs) It was such a stupid argument and it just got so unnecessarily hostile. (laughs) That tablespoon. Yeah, that's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say my biggest pet peeve, not to jump the gun or anything, is name calling in arguments. Mm. I hate that and I feel like that goes with being dumb when people are like you're being stupid or like that's really like you're mean you're a horrible person you know what I mean oh yeah I get what you mean yeah so (laughs) patronizing Mm. anyway the next one (laughs) okay when they're the mean kind of stubborn what's the mean kind of stubborn yeah what is the mean kind of stubborn we need a definition (laughs) Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Uh, um, I guess this kind of comes with also, like, when you, you just think you're right, so then you just start, like, basically disregarding, like, I don't know, when you start being kind of nasty about it, you know what yeah. I mean? like lashing out. Yeah, or, like, not even lashing out when you're just kind of, like, you're so stubborn that you're, like, no, 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 like, stop, you're just being dumb, like, no, no, no. You just yeah, don't want to see yeah. it that way, so then it starts to be a bit nasty. Mm, yeah. No, I get what she means. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, moving on. The silent treatment. Yeah, fuck that. I hate... (laughs) I also hate... I, again, understand it's a natural response. I hate when people just, like, walk away in the middle of an argument. I'm like... (laughs) Yeah. Like, how is that going to help the situation? I'm already angry at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that hasn't really happened to me in real life, I don't think. That's definitely happened to me. Mm, Yeah, nah. And the silent treatment, too. Yeah, the silent treatment, yeah, for sure. I feel like I I like to use that one myself. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. Well, not the silent treatment per se, but I don't know. I'll get a bit, like, I'll just get quiet and, like... Mm clearly annoyed and like won't be talking to them and clearly be acting like upset so it's a bit of the silent treatment but it's not fully if someone's like oh maria and i'll be like maria are you okay i'll be like "Mm. Mm. yeah 
yeah. as part of your attachment style. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I was just reading about that. <laughs> yeah, it's because, I don't know, I think I find it hard to, like, bring things up. Yeah. I just, like, don't know how to do it. Yeah, I also find it hard to bring things up, but, like, in a different way. Isn't that weird? Yeah, true. But I guess it's all, like, rooted in insecurity. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the silent treatment is, like, what, it's, like, the worst for me, though. Like, because I d- can't deal with, like, not dealing with conflict. I just need to get it sorted because otherwise it's, like, going to consume my mind. So if it's, like, the silent treatment or it kind of, like just not wanting to address it or not wanting to talk about it like that actually gives me like so much anxiety and like I hate it it's the worst but I do it all the time I would just fucking hate it if it was the other way around (laughs) you know what I hate is when people are like I don't want to talk about this now I also do that yeah I'm literally like an avoidant that is like the number one characteristic but it's like who are you to fucking decide if we talk about this now i want to talk about it now yeah. again i guess it's like just thinking you're like in the right or and like they're in the wrong for bringing it up mm. and it's like also thinking that you can rationalize keeping your feelings down for that like moment and waiting to bring it up in a later moment yeah which we know not everyone can do I can't do that <laughs> and even though I am sometimes like oh I don't want to talk about this now you know yeah okay someone said loud speaking or shouting and lots of and repeating the same part over and over lots of um <laughs> like saying um why is that bad yeah like that's what I'm thinking like maybe it's just like out of a like impatience thing or like you don't want them to show no weakness (laughs) (laughs) maybe they meant it as like what they're like because i see it from like like saying um a lot because you're kind of nervous and then like repeating yourself a lot because you're nervous and um, I yeah. get what they mean with repeating yourself because you know when you're oh, angry I and get. you keep saying the same thing because you feel like they haven't actually taken it in so you keep being like and this and this mm. even though you've already said it my ex used to get so annoyed at me for that because I'd be like yeah but you did this and then I'll just repeat it again in a different way yeah. and he'd be like you literally just said that can you stop saying that like we're not going over this in circles and I'm like mm. yeah but 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 because I feel like he hasn't like absorbed it fully yeah yeah I know I do get what you're saying also like from I'm kind of thinking from the perspective of like the person that's like doing the kind of shouting my flatmate and her boyfriend like argue all the time and he he will always like just be repeating himself like oh you never listen to me you never listen to me see I always tell you you never listen to me and he'll always be like kind of repeating the same like lines of like why he's mad or like whatever even yeah. though when it's like already kind of been gone through or whatever so yeah i do get what you mean that oh, i i hate that shit i would hate that shit. what repeating yeah but in like a okay but we've i've already apologized for this and like we've already gone over this like i'm sorry like why are we still why yeah. are you still getting mad at me for this or like yeah, yeah you've made that point like i don't need to be reminded you know you don't need to keep saying it yeah but sometimes sorry like isn't enough like because sometimes the people that are saying sorry feel like they're like 
removed from the problem because they've like apologized and in their mind it's like this has been resolved but Mm. the person who like has the problem is like this is still a problem yeah no i do get that wasn't enough yeah so yeah Mm. So, should we say what we're like in arguments? Should we do the big reveal? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. What What are you like in an argument? I mean, I have kind of already said. <laughs> <laughs> I shout. But I feel like I, good, I made good progress on shouting in my last relationship. Because I can be very easily irritated. Also taking into account that I was having a lot of hormonal problems Mm. that really didn't help (laughs) and that made me very easily irritable however apart from that I think I definitely got better in my last relationship in like considering the other person's side and trying to like understand their perspective but also being better at like being more assertive about my point in like a better way Mm. (laughs) like communicating it in a better way i see because i am very much of like the i can rationalize this so it's stupid that you have reacted this way i see i see yeah because i'm avoidant so yeah but i think i've made good progress in that area (laughs) okay that's good what am i like i'm well yeah like i said i feel like the way i deal with conflict is like things upset me or like make me feel some type of way and i'm not really like even though i I, as i've been saying like i do the whole silent treatment thing like in a way i am really passive aggressive and i don't want to bring it up but i'm also one of those people that like if you've upset me or if like i'm upset at you or angry like you will know because I can't really keep it in like I can't just like pretend like everything's fine kind of thing yeah so even though I like tend to not want to bring things up I'll start like as I said acting like clearly I'm upset about something and like clearly I'm pissed off and you know it's like the classic like (laughs) the classic like going to like the very far corner of the bed and like turning away from them or like you know just like little passive aggressive things showing that I'm not happy with the outcome of whatever's happened yeah and a lot of times I feel like it can be a little bit manipulative I think I've gotten a lot better at this over the years you know I think with my in my first relationship it took quite an extreme turn like you know like full-on sobbing if we can't like hang out one day of the week you know and this kind of emotional reaction but I don't know I think I've gotten better at it but I still do it a little bit like just sneaky little making them feel a bit bad you know worse than they probably should be feeling about them not wanting to do this one thing or (laughs) you know whatever yeah or like me getting upset I don't know I feel like I'm also not I, I am quite a stubborn person but I'm also like I feel like I'm good at admitting when I'm wrong yeah. I don't know I feel like same maybe not maybe people wouldn't agree with me but I genuinely feel like I do always admit when I know I'm wrong like I think you're good I am that. one to apologize like I really don't I'm not one to not want to apologize I don't really have a problem with apologizing I tend I tend to like over apologize if I'm being quite honest because like I hate 
I don't like conflict, so I just want to get it over and done with kind of thing. I think even sometimes when I don't feel sorry, I'll be like, I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah, I feel like I always take kind of the beta approach. Like, I... <laughs> I'll I'll come into arguments. We we can get into it a bit later as well, but I'll come into an argument, think like I'll be so sure of how I feel and like why something's upset me, like what I'm gonna say, what like you know what I mean? Like all these things. I'll talk through it, I'll hype myself up. I like I know that I'm right and like I shouldn't feel bad for like being upset about these things or whatever or bad for bringing it up all these things and then it comes to the fucking argument or conversation and then I literally find myself being like oh yeah I'm sorry like yeah I don't know how it always happens but I literally always end up apologizing when I'm bringing something up that's upset me well, yeah so that's my argument style I'd say it's like submissive pushover with a little bit of like trying to manipulate you in some kind of way because that's the only thing that I feel like I can do you know yeah I feel like the people that don't shout manipulate <laughs> I mean and then you can have a bit of both too but... like secure people who like <laughs> can actually get shit done without like wrecking havoc yeah. in a relationship <laughs> no yeah I think the way that I bring things up is very harsh you know how when you hear relationship coaches talking and it's like the compassion you bring to a relationship you should always say something in a calm tone and say I recognize that you were trying to do this Mm. but this is how you made me feel I'm like you did this (laughs) (laughs) like I just blurt it out because well it will take me a while to get to that point first of all like sometimes I will literally go into a conversation with like a little bullet point of like this is what I need to say because otherwise I will like black out and forget everything I have to say so I have that to like remind myself because otherwise I will just avoid the problem at all costs and having it written down like helps me Mm. so I'll use that and then like go into it and be like I have to say it I have to say it okay you're gonna say it three two one say it (laughs) and I'm like yeah you did this (laughs) so yeah and then I also have been told I am not very good at apologizing however I also have a problem with your style (laughs) of like apologizing too much because then I feel like it detracts from the actual apology like when you're actually sorry so I'm very much of the opinion of like I am not gonna apologize for something I'm not sorry for yeah like I'll I'll apologize if you're upset and like I will try to comfort you if I've upset you but I'm not gonna apologize for doing the actual thing which might be flawed and it does sound kind of fucked up now that I'm saying it yeah but I hate when people, like, just apologise loads in an argument, but at the expense of, like, it seeming like they're not actually taking into account what you're saying. Yeah, I do get what you're saying, and I do, I do agree that it can, a lot of the time, kind of just be, like, apologising for the sake of it, and then it removes the weight from the other, like, the real apology or whatever. But I yeah. think, also, when I'm doing it, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, it doesn't necessarily feel like I'm not actually sorry in the moment. Like, yeah, I think yeah. the I'm sorry a lot of the time comes from, like, I'm sorry I'm making you feel bad. Yeah. Even though I think that 
that's wrong like you shouldn't be apologizing for making someone feel bad because you're telling them about a way that they made you feel bad yeah you know like that's flawed in itself but I don't think it comes from like apologizing for no reason it's just like I do feel sorry it's just about maybe like reworking what I should feel sorry for and not you know and like being a bit stronger in those Mm -hmm. moments yeah and I do think that, like, I should concede more and say sorry because I know that that means something to other people. Whereas to me, I would rather have, like, an action than, like, sorry doesn't really mean anything to me. Yeah. I would rather you, like, show me that you're sorry. Yeah, exactly. But I think I always, that's also what I mean by I'm good at saying sorry and, like, admitting when I'm wrong. It's like, I, I'll say it, but also, like, I think the words are nothing. Like, I literally couldn't give a shit. I was talking to my mum about this yesterday, how, like, I can't... I don't have time for excuses. Like, I literally can't be fucked with excuses anymore. It's like, if you don't... If you can't do it, if you don't want to do it, if you didn't do it, just say you didn't fucking do it. Or you did, like... I don't need to know the this, this, and this reasons why. Like, just shut up. Yeah, I fucking hate that. I think that's a male thing, though. I mean, not just a male thing, but I'm pretty (laughs) sure it's mostly a male thing. Mm, I don't know. I I don't know. I think anything that dilutes the actual, like, solution of the argument makes everything so much worse. Like, it makes the whole argument kind of void in that moment. If you're, like... You go through the whole argument, you reach a solution, and then they're like, oh, I only did it because of this, or like, oh, I'm sorry, but then they don't follow through on, like, changing anything yeah. after they said sorry. Fuck, like, these sorries with no action. Yeah. I hate that. Um, I've had, I'm sick of that. Mm. Like, yeah. I mean, I say that. <laughs> My boyfriend says sorry all the time for shit he does then the next day. yeah but i feel like you do just reach a point that it's like your breaking point eventually yeah and i mean i do think it's like a pick your battle sort of thing like i Mm -hmm. think certain things it's like okay this argument happened and there was like an i'm sorry moment and then you do it again and that's kind of like right i can't but then with there's other things that it's like they're smaller and it's like yeah okay am i gonna keep having this argument like does this really matter that much you know yeah, so then maybe there are, like, different topics of argument as well because, you know, when someone says something and it's literally just a one-time thing and it really hurts and you have to be like, this really hurt me and they're like, oh, fuck, I didn't mean that. And it's like, yeah, whatever, that's fine. I know you're not going to do it again. Whereas something that it's, like, a repeated thing in your relationship that, like, always comes up and mm. you're always having to be like, oh, can you not do that? And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry two days later they do it again yeah that was like the worst kind of argument yeah in my opinion yeah i mean what's interesting is like also arguments sort of like i feel like my boyfriend and i have the same have had the same arguments throughout our whole relationship yeah but it kind of has turned into a different sort of argument you know we kind of reach a sort of middle and then we have to reach a middle from that middle and then like you know it just kind of keeps evolving and it's like yeah an ongoing argument but also it's a very different argument every time and like in different ways you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah no i do know what you mean well should we get into like the different aspects of arguing that we Mm. identified i mean we kind of have like pinpointed them in talking through these things but 
well firstly I do just want to say like we're not just talking about this for the sake of it I feel like I was kind of thinking about what the point of us talking about this is while we were talking about it (laughs) and I was like well self-reflection like it's important to know what kind of arguer you are because you know we did that episode that was like am I difficult to love and I feel like it's good to know how you are in an argument because in the moment you can just get so swept up in it and then not want to think about it afterwards but actually arguments are like the thing that will make or break your relationship ultimately yeah really early on when we started the podcast we kind of wanted to do this episode about arguing and it kind of one of the things that we said was like I feel like the way you argue is really important because it can first of all from a point of view that we can we we tend to like blame people all the time for things that happen you know like everything you want to blame other people you don't want to blame yourself but like arguing as a two people thing like with the sex thing how we always say like two people can have bad sex with each other but it doesn't mean that you are necessarily bad at sex you know it's like it takes two people so I think that if you if the way that you argue is just completely clashing with the way that the person you're with argues and you kind of don't even know so you think that it's all their fault but really like you're exacerbating like whatever they're doing and vice versa and like I don't know it just becomes this like very cyclical thing and like there's nothing like I feel like only good can come from knowing more and more about yourself and arguing is like a huge part of relationships like yeah because you have to argue yeah and it 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 can make or break like if you can handle conflict well and like communicate and kind of find ways to work with each other and the way that each of you argue then that will obviously help in 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 contrast to like just being really volatile and like shouting all the time like I don't know not shouting just like arguing all the time or like never being able to sort of sort through conflict because you just don't know that it's like the way you're arguing is not being like productive you know yeah and I think it's important to have compassion for like how you respond to conflict and how your partner responds to conflict because as I was saying I think my ex like when we would argue he would latch onto this idea that I shout at him and that would be like can you stop shouting at me but then when I kind of explained but this is like my natural response to conflict like I'm just expressing how I feel and this this tone of voice is like the way that I'm expressing Mm. it for lack of a better way of expressing it then I think that kind of allowed him to have more compassion for that being the way that I argue and also having that compassion can help you recognize when something might like become an argument Mm. because you start to recognize all these patterns and if you don't put like names or feelings or tones of voices or words to those patterns then it's like how are you ever really gonna yeah. change you can't yeah so yeah i think it's just really important but yeah we've we've kind of identified <laughs> these aspects of arguing there's again like three stages in the same way as like the breakup process yeah. <laughs> episode <laughs> like the before the argument uh-huh. how do you register something and how do you bring something up yeah how does it become a problem in your mind and what do you class as like important enough to s- not start an argument about but like bring up and then it will eventually become an argument then how do you actually bring it up 
yeah and like what do you do during the argument like how are you communicating sort of the things like Mm -hmm. how are you reacting that kind of thing yeah and then what do you do after the argument like how do you move on or not move on or treat the other person after the argument yeah I guess we didn't really touch on that I think after the argument it takes me a while to cool off and I need a bit of space Mm. and then I'm good after that like I literally just need like five minutes to cool off yeah and if you like interrupt those five minutes it will make me more angry and then it will take me longer to cool off Mm, I see what you mean I think I might be the same because I really don't I think I can move on from things like quite easily like I can nip it in the bud and then just move on kind of thing but I think like the amount of times that me and my boyfriend had like had a fight and then he'll just be like like five minutes later like nothing has been resolved literally nothing has been resolved and it'll be like five minutes later and he'll be like oh what's wrong like are you like what's wrong are you still upset I'm like well yes nothing changed like what what the fuck do you mean so i feel like i can like uh, like right after i can be a little bit i don't know i can like be a little bit stingy i guess i don't know how how to put it yeah it's a bit sore i was that's kind of what i was thinking but um but then like as in it's over in like 10 minutes five minutes you know what i mean like it it does go away quickly I'm, i'm really i remember like my ex it was kind of like a thing because I would recover from conflict really quick. Like I'd be able to move on and want to move on and not want to be like still upset about whatever happened, but she would still be upset. And then that would be like, yeah, just really kind of walks and like not nice. (laughs) Yeah. My ex would always like want to hug during the argument because that was like what calmed him down. Mm. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking hug you right now. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Like, I'm mad at you. I'm not going to hug you to reassure you that everything's fine, <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so those are the, like, kind of stages. And then we'll break down each stage. So, I guess, as we said, bringing something up, do you kind of cajole them into this argument? You're like... <laughs> I know that we have spoken about this before and I know you have no bad intentions and I love you, but you hurt me. I would say that's like secure attachment style, like who the fuck does that? (laughs) (laughs) And then as you were saying, you like let it simmer for a while and act like everything's not act like everything's fine act like clearly everything's not fine but Mm. you say everything's fine so it's like mixed messages yeah or do you like avoid the problem as much as possible in my case until it's like the very last moment you can keep it inside and then you like explode well not explode but like have to get it out and then you shout Mm. so those are like the main ways i would say and then during the argument this is like the main part the main body of the thesis (laughs) (laughs) like there's so many ways that we identified yeah are you sort of like going into it like i'm right and i need to like get them to apologize or like Mm. yeah i'm right they're wrong we need to like come to I need to get them to my side kind of thing do you go into it being like there's this problem like let's see if we can meet somewhere in the middle do you tend to sort of like give up really easily kind of thing like just yeah let them kind of have it 
yeah or are you upset but you're trying to understand their perspective and where they were coming from when they hurt you Mm. i feel like a lot comes to attachment styles and stuff i think the whole thing is attachment styles like i didn't really think that when we started planning the episode but then (laughs) before we started recording i was like reading about it Mm. and now i'm like it's in my head and I'm realizing more and more how everything's about attachment styles which makes sense if you think about it because attachment styles obviously come from the way you were raised and then the way you would like fight with your parents and now that I'm thinking about it like my mom would always just like not always sorry to my mom I'm not trying to make you sound bad but obviously we would argue when I was younger or like she would get mad at me and she would always say that I would just stand there and like not really say anything like I would just listen to her arguing so now I'm like I don't want to be an inconvenience and bring things up so I'm like avoid it avoid it avoid it until I'm like oh I have to bring something up and then I shout it which just I is see. like a very clear correlation mm. if you think about it yeah yeah no, that's and obviously true. it's not just that it's like how you argue with someone as well that matters but mm. well yeah I don't know I'm, I'm just thinking like I feel like a lot of the ways that I act in arguments come from fear like I'm just trying to like protect myself against them like not wanting to be with me anymore you know what I mean like I don't know I never get too angry or like it's all like out of coming from thinking that they don't love me enough Mm. you know you're scared that they're like gonna break up with you or like I don't know I think it's it's like it's I'm scared that like I'm gonna I'm like too hard to love yeah it's more that kind of that kind of feeling I think Like, it's always, I think it always comes down to thinking there's something wrong with me. Like, I feel like I never blame other people. It always comes down to me. And I think, like, arguments that I bring up, because me and my boyfriend also have this joke that, like, he's never gotten mad, like, he never gets mad at me. He's never even, like, started an argument ever. Like, whenever we have any kind of disagreement, any kind of anything, it's something that I'm bringing up. Yeah. You know? Hmm. That's interesting. Like, surely he must get annoyed. (laughs) He's not like a robot. No, but this is the thing. Like, anytime we've had, like, serious chats or serious arguments, I've brought it up. Like, he's never brought something to the table. The only times that he's ever kind of, like, I'd say started or, like, been angry at me or whatever, it's just, like, an annoyance kind of thing, rather than, like, him actually being angry or upset. Your boyfriend is such a mystery to me because I can't decide if he's like the most avoidant person I've ever met, like even more avoidant than me because I kind of recognize like some of the way that I act and like how you describe him to me or he's just super secure. No, I just genuinely don't think he ever gets mad. Like he, I'm like, which makes no sense because I, I'm so like, Uh, okay i don't get my narrative because my narrative is oh i'm so hard to love but he never has any problems with me but i have problems with him all the time yet my my narrative of the situation is oh i love him so much and he doesn't love me even though i'm constantly like bringing shit up that i'm like you did this and this and this wrong you know (laughs) yeah so then it is kind of like it's like a blaming war you know (laughs) well i think also like to go back to the whole attachment style thing i think and maybe it's not that much with attachment style it's more like a codependency issue kind of thing but i think also because i rely like i kind of put so much of my mood and like happiness and whatever on that person it's like i think that's why then i'll tend to like 
be more have more things to be upset about than him i guess because it's like his actions really affect me like everything he does really affects me whereas yeah yeah, the stuff that i do doesn't really affect him in the same way yeah that's what i was gonna say about attachment styles is i feel like it's not about him really it's more about you yeah exactly exactly so that's why it makes so much more sense yeah you've been you were saying how you were like working on kind of these bad arguing habits and working more Mm -hmm. towards like a better arguing arguing style or whatever which i guess is like listen listen to the other person's point of view like be aware of their feelings of the situation and like how that comes into play all those things but do you have any sort of like i don't know things that you can point to to kind of make those changes or move Mm. towards that something that was just like a revelation but it's very simple is that if for example you're an avoidant and you're dating and anxious or you're both just insecurely attached also just side note for anyone who is really confused about attachment styles and what the fuck we're talking about go online and look up attachment styles or go to the personal development school and do their attachment style quiz and find out what attachment style you are this isn't sponsored by them (laughs) if you guys want to sponsor us we'd love that um (laughs) anyway back to what i was saying that was like a little ad break (laughs) yeah if you're both insecurely attached just literally not reacting when they do something and you recognize that that's them acting in their like attachment style Mm -hmm. and that has been like a trigger to them because that's when the whole cycle of like this really not like not bad arguing but it's just not productive arguing yeah okay starts so I just try to not react and also that is kind of problematic for me because as I said I'm avoidant so that is really hard for me to like manage in a way that I don't just completely zone out of the argument altogether or like Mm. dissociate and I don't remember what the fuck is going on and then I feel like everything's my fault because I've like made it about me and then they think that I'm like ignoring them Mm. so literally just trying to stay calm because you can feel like the anger rising in you and you can feel yourself trying to speak when someone else is expressing their feelings and just not thinking that it's like an attack on you Mm. and just recognizing everyone makes mistakes and I know that's so much easier said than done but like (laughs) yeah I think just if someone would bring something up I would just really try to like be as compassionate as possible to them also recognize that they can be wrong too like there's not necessarily a right and wrong just because the person bringing it up is upset you know that doesn't make them right and that doesn't make you wrong you can kind of try to explain your point of view without making a million excuses if you if you're the one that upset them and then without like invalidating their feelings as well you know like you have to take into account that that's how they feel but also like reassure them at the same time I don't know it's really hard because I hate words of assurance like and like affirmations like oh you're doing great or like (laughs) like during an argument I just can't fucking hack that because it just seems so insincere to me yeah whereas the person that I was dating that was like what would help him and it's like okay well how can I kind of do that in a way that feels to me like I actually mean it and yeah. that will also like calm him down so it's like 
the compromise between our two argument <laughs> styles, you know? Because it's like, obviously, I don't want to push them away during an argument because they think I'm being evil and then that's not productive to the argument either. Yeah. I don't know if that's really helpful in any way, what I just said. <laughs> <but> <laughs> yeah, I would say just like approaching everything with at least the tiniest bit of compassion. Yeah. And showing the other person that you recognize their perspective. Mm. Yeah, and just like learn about your attachment styles. Please. Yeah, for sure. Because I only really learned about mine towards the end, and then that was like, a, oh wow, this mm. like affects true, so true, much. true. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Well, what about you? How do you like? What's your advice? I don't know. I don't want to like psychoanalyze you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but or like speak for you. But I think for you, what I recognize, and you've said this to me as well, like when you have a problem you can express it to me perfectly well and it makes so much sense to me and I'm like that's completely valid but then when it comes to you like even thinking about bringing it up with your boyfriend you make all these excuses like for him and you're like oh no but I'm in the wrong yeah and this is okay (laughs) and and like I don't know I think this is this has been two years of mind games that I've played with myself to get to this stage Mm -hmm. to be fair like And again, I'm doing it again. Like, I'm just saying that it's all on me, even though I do think it's on him. It's like all these patterns that we've like replayed over and over and over that make me think that I can't bring this up. Yeah. But something that has helped me is in this like pretending that nothing's wrong and like you kind of just being passive aggressive and stuff and kind of not knowing how to bring it up. So you're, you basically are just waiting for them to be like, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong so many times that it's like, I don't know, it's like almost gaining the courage, but also finding the words, I guess. Yeah. And then sometimes I think what I tend to do is like once, maybe once I try and then if I can't get my point across in the way that I wanted to, I'll kind of give up and then let it go, but still be upset about it and kind of like, that will just stay with me all day and I won't be able to move on. So I don't know, something that I found has helped is kind of just like give yourself a little bit of patience. Like if you don't get it right the first time and if you feel like you didn't say what you wanted to say, like instead of just leaving it and being like, oh, I feel like I didn't really say what I wanted to say, but like now I can't say it, it's over now kind of thing. It's like, just let yourself actually say what you want to say and like give yourself time to do that. You don't have to like... Mm -hmm get the perfect words out first of all and kind of like ask for that space in a way like I don't know I think a lot of the time I feel pressured if I don't get it right and then he's like I don't know I feel belittled or whatever then I'll give it up but it's like don't give it up just like keep talking about it until you actually feel fine about it rather than just leaving it and pretending like you're fine about it Mm -hmm. I don't know this whole pretending I'm fine about things is like I'm trying to get rid of that because I feel like it just adds so much annoyingness to my life and I just feel so petty and like annoying when I do it yeah I feel like there's this whole rhetoric around like if you bring an issue up more than once it's like nagging yeah being annoying I feel like a lot of arguments and relationships come from a root cause so Mm. of course you're going to keep bringing things up like until it gets solved and for different people it's solved at different times yeah so yeah I completely get what you're saying okay this is one last issue that I know we are like this is one last issue that I know we are like divided on (laughs) is you already kind of touched on it when you said that you can't like not bring things up because it will like 
eat at you. Yeah. Whereas I'm very much like, oh, I'll sleep on it. I'll wait it <laughs> out and see if this is an issue that's like worth me bringing up before I bring it up. <laughs> so I feel like that is a big part of it as well. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's both kind of rooted in insecurity in a way. Well, they're both kind of like, these are not valid things to bring up or like, this is not a valid argument. So you're like, oh, I just want to get it out. I don't want this inside me. I don't know if I'm interpreting that right. Mine's more like, I can't deal with the anxiety of conflict. Like, I feel like most of the time my anger is like lesser than my like need for them to like love me and like for things to be okay. Yeah. You know, sorry, but carry on. Yeah. Whereas mine is like, I don't want to cause a massive deal out of nothing. Mm. so I would rather just sleep on it and if I still feel the same way tomorrow then I'll bring it up which on its surface does seem like quite a secure way of dealing with it and I think that's what you have kind of like expressed to me is like oh I could that could never be me like I wish (laughs) that could be me but actually (laughs) I feel like it's problematic in itself because I put things off and then it's like yeah I guess I do exactly what I just said you do is like invalid like kind of gaslight myself Loki like this isn't important enough or like yeah you don't deserve to have that need met right now I don't know I don't know if that's what it is no I do get what you're saying like it's more of a putting it off rather than you being like let me just take my time with this and like yeah but I feel like it does also come from a like let me figure out how I really feel about this because, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the time, like, I'm just reacting, you know, like, and I'm, and it's, like, very in the moment kind of thing. And it's, like, if you actually gave me time to think about it, I probably am actually not mad. Like, it's actually fine. But it's just, like, the initial reaction of, like, anger or, like, annoyance or, like, jealousy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I just start talking shit. That is literally exactly <laughs> what I was reading about this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like anxiously attached people can anticipate something like an activating I, I can't remember what they called it like an activating system in in their relationship way like in advance of the problem so they like did this test of a simulation of someone's face making like an angry face and then it, it would like decrease into a calm like neutral expression mm-hmm. and they asked the anxiously attached people to signpost where they thought the angry expression like neutralized or like they moved out of that angry expression yeah and they also reversed it so like a neutral to angry and the anxiously attached people always like predicted ahead of when it was gonna be angry or ahead of when it was going to neutralize because it's like always rooted in this like like you're constantly alert like yeah this is a threat (laughs) (laughs) so you're like oh I have to say something or act on this because of like the fear of what might happen yeah yeah yeah. it's like it's kind of like that like for example I was um, literally like just a random evening that I like knew my boyfriend was out or something but I was like I, I decided to stalk his ex and I was like looking at his story and then on her story I just see like his best friends mm-hmm. and I'm like what the fuck is this 
And it's kind of like, I need to immediately know, mm-hmm. like, everything that's going on. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of also reacting out of, like, a visceral, like, anger that I'm, like, I've not been told about this. I, like, don't know where you are. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of needing to know that everything's okay immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of an example they gave in the book. Like, yeah. That exact example. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's always, like, just kind of, like needing to know that everything's fine yeah 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 yeah. it's just you like a reassurance. reassurance yeah yeah that completely makes sense okay well <laughs> this has just been one whole advocacy for attachment style theory <laughs> so <laughs> if you haven't already go find out your attachment style because we Definitely. promise it will change your life Literally so many people have been like your way to obsess with attachment styles. I'm like, I do not care. It's like the number <laughs> one piece of knowledge I think that has changed my life. Yeah, it, it is kind of crazy. I think it should be compulsory for everyone to learn. True, they so should like just teach it in school. Like, why not? You're not hurting. Yeah, imagine anyone. how much better everyone's lives would be you're like why is this happening to me why is this how i am in every relationship why am i completely chill until all of a sudden i like catch feelings and then i'm suddenly this like psycho girlfriend Mm. so true well there is a literal (laughs) reason and you can find out (laughs) sponsored by attachment theory (laughs) (laughs) anyway anything else you want to add i think advice for anyone that dates someone that is like me if if you're hearing this and your girlfriend it sounds like your girlfriend or like your boyfriend or your friend or whatever something that helps is just like keep asking just keep asking like i know it's so annoying when they're like this whole passive aggressiveness and whatever but like everything that they that they're trying to achieve is just confirmation that you care and like confirmation that you are like seeing them understanding them all of that so like if you can just do that that's my advice for dealing with someone like me that's good advice should i give advice for someone dating and avoidant yeah well my ex started doing this thing where he would like regularly check in with me and be like hey how are you like anything you want to talk about and I've seen people do that on like talk about doing that with their partners on TikTok they have Mm. like weekly check-ins like if there was anything they were like mad at them about in that week or like in that month then they would have like a designated time to bring it up Mm. and that just sounds like ideal to me but the only caveat is you have to get the wording very right because if someone asks me how are you i'm just gonna be like good because i'm avoidant like i'm not gonna be like good and this and this and this and i hate you and you ruined my (laughs) life i'm literally just gonna be like good like you have to word it yeah yeah yeah, i get what you're saying so i feel like yeah again it's checking in like Mm. just making sure you haven't missed anything and they're not like bottling anything up yeah and if like i think with avoidant or with anxious if you ever like have a suspicion that someone is upset like you know your partner well so you know what they're like like literally just like try and talk to them about it because if you feel like something's off whether that's like the anxious person acting like things are fine when they're clearly not or the avoidant person just like 
not ever bringing anything up those are both big signs that something might be wrong so yeah i mean it's kind of hard to know if anything's wrong if you're never saying anything but you get what i mean this is why the regular yeah just check in yeah and then secure people we can't give you any advice because you're like a whole other species to us (laughs) (laughs) maybe we should get someone secure up in here they can be like our, <laughs> our like zoo animal <laughs> that we like stare at and admire. <laughs> so it only takes three years to fix your attachment style. <laughs> three years is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Three years is longer than your relationship. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, I said. Okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at Sextras Podcast, Facebook Sextras Podcast. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars, of course. Visit our website, www.sextraspodcast.com. And tell your friends to listen to our podcast if you enjoy. And we we will see you next week. Bye. You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodatiyi, produced by Mabel Productions. Sex.